with the mental illness thing. You know, it's not going to be a Disney fairy tale. Like, not everybody's going to understand it. Like, not everybody's going to, you know, be on your side. So, you know, with the locker room, man, um, you had some guys who understood, some guys who didn't, you know, coaches as well. Yeah. For me, I never wanted to be, like, like a spokesperson for this. Okay. All I ever wanted to do was just kind of just tell my story and just tell, like, what happened. That's the voice of Brandon Brooks of the Philadelphia Eagles. He left a crucial NFL game against the Seattle Seahawks last year because of an anxiety attack, and he made national headlines for it. His honesty about the situation inspired me to reach out to this Milwaukee native, and he agreed to be my guest this week to talk about his mental health journey. How does this three-time Pro Bowl and Super Bowl champion manage his anxiety on such a global scale? And what was the reaction like around the league amongst his colleagues? Find out in this week's episode. Putting the men in mental health, this is Men. Mental Health Monday. Mental Health Monday is an informational podcast and should not be used to replace the specialized training and professional judgment of a healthcare or mental health care professional. Mental Health Monday can't be held responsible for the use of the information provided. Please always consult a trained mental health professional before making any decision regarding treatment of yourself or others. Self-help information and podcasts and information on the internet is useful, but it's not always a substitute for professional assistance. Unless otherwise noted, guests of Mental Health Monday are not doctors or licensed in any way. Our hope is to make a connection with you and be more open and honest about everyone's mental health. Enjoy the podcast. Brandon Brooks is back in the Eagles locker room as the Eagles Pro Bowl guard is in the spotlight after Sunday's loss to the Seahawks. During the first quarter, he left the game due to a bout with anxiety. He was vomiting and dealing with nausea. Brandon Brooks, first of all, thank you for for taking the time to talk to me today. Uh, I had written a blog about you back in November and I saw about that you had left the Seattle uh, Seattle game early because of an anxiety attack and you were so blunt about it and so honest about it it was it was amazing to me not only as an athlete somebody in a position of power I mean you've got a voice uh, as a man as a black man with the African-American community speaking out about your mental health I thought it was very admirable and I have the utmost respect for anybody that does talk about it. So thank you for coming on. And how did this journey start for you? You were saying like you didn't know much about it when you first were diagnosed. Uh, growing up, you know, first and foremost, you know, thanks for having me on. Uh, you know, it's something that, you know, I try to use my platform for good. Um, something that, you know, I come to, you know, understand a lot better now. Yeah. Um, you know, I was speaking before, didn't really know much about it growing up. Um, did I have, you know, anxiety, panic attacks, like, you know, growing up? No, not not really. You know, I feel like I had a couple of, you know, minor incidences, but nothing like what it, you know, got to, you know, where it is now. So, Can you pinpoint where it started? Have you gone back? Uh, yeah, so I got with a therapist and, uh, you know, dug deep, man. Yeah. You know, trying to, uh, you know, pull all the skeletons out the closet and figure out, you know, what's causing this. And... You know, kind of got to the bottom of it, um, you know, still working through it. Um, you know, it'll be something I battle the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, you know, that's one thing once, you know, I figured out what it was and, um, you know, tried the different steps to prevent it. One right. thing I, I didn't realize was how much of an everyday fight that I, had, that I had already been fighting. You didn't realize that you were dealing with yeah, anxiety. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I had yeah. been fighting and thinking it was, you know, something else or stomach ulcer, you know, it just you know, happens, I guess, in high-stress situations or, you know, whatever. And once I was able to, like, you know, to learn about it, man, you know, I, I 
immediately sought help. You know, I'm not one of those guys where it's like, well, if I can, you know, figure it out on my own, you know, I will, but... Most men do. We're like, we're yeah. natural fixers. We want to fix things ourselves. Yeah. But sometimes there's things you can't fix by yourself. Exactly. And that's when you see a, th- a therapist, you th- seek about professional help, which a lot of people don't want to do. Yeah. And you don't realize how much help it can actually be for you once you do. So you're now eight years in the NFL, Super Bowl champion, three-time Pro Bowl, and football, I would imagine like any sport, is a lot of high pressure and a lot of stress. And that probably exacerbates your anxiety. So how do you manage that? Yeah, so you know that's what I was saying growing up. You know, I I was blessed, man. You know, I went to Riverside. Uh, you know, was all state player there. Things that came natural. Um, you know, went to Miami of Ohio, smaller school. Yeah. Um, you know, we weren't you know Wisconsin playing. You know, in the Big Ten. Uh, so, you know, other than maybe one or two instances, you know, I, I really didn't know what it was. Uh, I just thought like. Um, it was an intense situation. Uh, like, I just, the nerves got me. I don't know. Yeah. I just never thought of anxiety, you know, growing up in the Amer- African-American community. It's not something that's really, you know, uh, spoken about or you know, talked about or uh, really discussed. You know? Why do you think that is? Um, I've heard different people's perspectives. What, what do you think? Why do you think it is? I mean, got enough going on as it is. Um, and this is, you know, like, I don't know, like icing on the cake, something that really... I feel like for a lot of people, if you can't see it or, or, or touch it, you know, it, it, it doesn't exist. Well, like you can see a cut. You can see a dislocated shoulder. Right. Which, by the way, you, how is your shoulder, by the way? Uh, it's getting better. <laughs> it's, it's getting better. I know that happened at the end of the season. but yeah. So you can see stuff like that. You can see a broken leg. You can see a cast. But you can't see what's going on in the brain. Right. So a lot of people are like, oh, like, just get a hold of it. Don't you think, like, if I could just get a hold of it, I would have gotten a hold of it. You know what I mean? And. You know, they say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and thinking of a or wanting a different result. So for me, you know, once I figured out what it was, it was like, all right, I've tried to handle it on my own. Like, obviously, I can't like, you know, I I have an incident, you know, here and there. And then once I, you know, kind of figured it out, you know, spoke to a therapist, kind of got to, I don't know, like the nitty gritty of what was, you know, some of the reasons that were causing it. You know, I'm, I'm a lot better now. I'm able to you know, control it a lot more. You know, I had the incident, the uh, Seattle game, uh, which, you know, was my first incident in two years. And, you know, I don't look at it like another, you know, uh, the world's falling, like, you know, another incident. You know, I look at it like, you know, I had had, you know, about two and a half years since I had had an incident. So, you know, although it's not perfect uh, yet, and who knows if it ever will be, at least I'm on the right track. Yeah. Um, How do other athletes perceive anxiety and mental health in general in the NFL? Is it still, is there still a stigma in the athletes? Because men are the worst at talking about feelings. Men want to push things down. We want to make things better ourselves, like you said earlier. How is it perceived on such a high level like the National Football League, in your, um, in your opinion, of course? You know, a lot of guys understand how much time and you know, effort goes into um, you know, a three-and-a-half-hour football game on Sunday. Um, a lot of people, for whatever reason, you know, uh, misunderstand how much time goes into it. So, you know, you play the game on Sunday. Well, you know, Monday, day off. Tuesday, you coming in from 8 o'clock till about 1 o'clock. You're going to watch some film. You're going to lift some weights. You're going to have, like, a little walkthrough. Wednesday comes. Now you got, you know, your Wednesday and Thursday, your heavy days of, you know, game plans, your base plans, your sub plans. You know, Sometimes you got a game on Thursday. Well, yeah, that too. Uh-huh. But, you know, just running through a you know, normal week, say, with a game on Sunday. Yeah. You know, Wednesday and Thursday, you're there from 7.30 to 5.30. And then Friday, you're there from, you know, like 8 o'clock till, you know, about 1 o'clock. And Saturday, 
if it's a home game, you know, you got meetings and walk through the morning, a couple hour break, meetings and um, some more film at night. Yeah. And then Sunday you're playing a game, and it goes like that every week. And the only thing that really changes is, uh, you know, Saturday. If it's an away game, you know, you'll fly and travel and, yeah. you know, things like that. But you're putting so many hours in. You're focusing so much. The stakes are so high. Um, you know, I'm more of an outlier, I guess, extreme case. Yeah. But there's a lot of guys that not only deal with it but have some type of, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to say, like, symptom. Okay. But, like, you know, some guys throw up. Some guys, you know, handle it in different ways, I guess is, you know, sure. what I'm saying. So um, I'm just a guy, you know, who who spoke out about it. Yeah. Um, but there are a ton of guys and guys who come up to me and, um, you know, we've had conversations about, you know, what it's like um, with, the, with the stakes so high. And, um, you know, it's like, you know, we're modern-day gladiators. And, you know, I've said this before where, you know, we're, we're expected to be robots. It's like you're making all this money. Um, what What in your life could be bad? Yeah. Well, just because you make more money than, you know, say the average person doesn't mean that you're not a human being, you know, anymore. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, within the locker room, man, um, you know, I always tell people this, too, with the mental illness thing. You know, it's not going to be a Disney fairy tale. Like, not everybody's going to understand it. Like, not everybody's going to, you know, be on your side. So, you know, with the locker room, man, um, you had some guys who understood, some guys who didn't, you know, coaches as well. Yeah. Um, For me, I never wanted to be like – like a spokesperson for this. Okay. All I ever wanted to do was just kind of just tell my story and just tell like what happened. Cause you know, I'm not gonna, cause you know, when I, when it first happened in Philly, the PR department was like, Hey man, like, you know, this is Philly, man. Like, I don't know if you want to, you know, say that to the press. We don't know how this is going to be, you know, proceed. And I was like, this is what I'm going through. This is what it is. At that point, it was like, I've been dealing with it for a couple of years. Like I just, I just don't care anymore. Like I don't care how I'm perceived or what's, you know, said about me or if it's viewed as a weakness. Like that doesn't really uh, concern me. Just because like there's been guys who've had weaknesses who who've excelled. Yeah. Um, you know, just because I have you know the anxiety issue. Um, you know, I played the best I've ever played this past season. Well, yeah. Like I, it, it just because you have a weakness or a, a setback or something. Well, you, I would, I would see it as an opportunity. My wife yeah. has type one diabetes. She doesn't see that as a weakness. I mean, she's d- insulin dependent, but she sees that as an opportunity, an opportunity to be better, an opportunity to better herself. Exactly. And you were doing the same thing with your mental illness exactly. or with your anxiety. Exactly. You find a way to make it a better part of you. Yeah. You don't see it as a negative part of you or as a weakness at all. Exactly. And there's a huge amount of strength in reaching out and asking for help and speaking out and telling your story truthfully. You know, I yeah. think that's that's why it's so admirable that somebody like you did that. What was the response after you said that from Philly? I mean, they thought that it, they were unsure about you saying that. So after you came out with your truth, what was the response like? Yeah. So this was, you know, this was all back in 2016. You know, I yeah. just got there as a new free agent. You know, I just got this money. Um, you know, I was, and so. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, once I had a conversation with the PR department, I just took a deep breath and was like, I, I couldn't live with myself not saying or saying anything else. Right. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So I took a deep breath, man, and the cameras were there because what had happened was I, I missed a game, played a game, and I missed a game the same way like those two times. And okay. Now it was like, like really, what's going on? Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Was it illness? Was it after injury? the first was game? You know, I told him I was sick, and you know, whatever. Which is true. And then, yeah, right. And then the second game, when it happened, um, and the doctor diagnosed, like, yo, like, you ever think like, about this? Like, you know, look at these symptoms. It was just like the light bulb was on. Like, that's that's what it was. And, you know, went and said it. And, 
the reception was well, and you know everything was you know good. Um, but in you know saying that, you know obviously positives and negatives. You're gonna have some trolls right. here and right. there. Yeah, yeah, they always do. Um, but you know, I will say this: playing an NFL like or any pro athlete, like you've gotten the worst of the worst. The longer you stay in it, right. really, the more like you just kind of laugh at it. Well, so. you got to have thick skin too. You're going yeah. to away games where people are just telling you you suck and yeah, yeah, exactly, calling you names and everything yeah. from the stands. And you're like, oh, you come out here and lug your ass up and down the field for four hours and see how it goes. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I would love to, you know, see people understand what type of pressure that really is. I can't you, imagine you know, each and each and every day where, hey, like you can go to work tomorrow. You know, trip down the stairs, tear your ACL, and you're done. That could be it. Yeah. Um, you could be going tomorrow. Yeah. Um, or, you know, you go out and um, it's a critical time, you know, third and 10, you know, 50 seconds left. You're on the 10 yard line, you need a touchdown. Quarterback goes out there, you, you uh, give up a sack fumble, game over. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. it's all good, man. What was it like playing in the Super Bowl with your anxiety? On the on the world's biggest stage, the arguably the biggest game played outside the World Cup, the Super Bowl. What was it? Like, what was it like dealing with your anxiety on that big of a stage? I think the whole you know, world watching you. One of the good things was uh, I was able to. We were out there for a week, yeah. So kind of got acclimated to being, you know, around all this Super Bowl stuff. Now yeah. the media uh, days, the radio interviews, the TV interviews, yeah. all that stuff. I'm not a lie. Like for me, and you know, this is why I'm not. Uh, I don't know, like super out there. Like that's, I don't know, man. That's kind of a lot for me, man. Like yeah. you know, with the, everything going on, I've you know tried to. Build. You're glad you're not a quarterback or a receiver yeah, exactly. that gets all the spotlights, exactly. Right? Uh, I'll try to you know get better and like I just protect them. Open up, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, just protect, I just protect them. Like the guy you really want to talk to is over there, right? Feel free. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I was out there for a couple of days. Got used to everything and. You know, everything was good, man. Um, Obviously, you guys won. Yeah. You, take, you, take, you walk out on the field, take a deep breath, and look around and go, wow, this is, this, I'm blessed to have this life, and yeah. I'm going to uh, make the best of it right now. That Being on the sideline during the national anthem, man, it, it really didn't hit me. We were at the Super Bowl until the balls kicked off, and all the flashes, like, yeah. you know, it was just like, oh, shit, like, right. you know, really, you're really here. This is the Super Bowl. So, and then, you know, I couldn't ask for a, a better – that, that 17 season, man, I couldn't ask for a better season, a better way it was written, a better way it was ended. So what was, I mean by that is... It was poetic for you guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, Carson was, you know, had he not gotten hurt, you know, I truly believe he would have been, you know, MVP. Yeah. But then when he did, it was like, oh, season's over, you know, right. all this. And Foles comes in, and after the first couple of games, get back and acclimate, I mean, you know, just rolls from there. And, you know, the city was on fire. And, I mean, going to the Super Bowl first... You know, I, I call him a goat, man. Um, yeah. I mean, he's he's won so many Super Bowls. I mean, he was at least in what nine? Yeah, like the I last so, ten yeah. or something like that. So to win versus him with you know a team, people say once guys got hurt, like we wouldn't you know do much. It was just a great way to end it. And yeah. what was weird was you're so you know trained to what's the next game. Once once I won it, like after like a couple hours, I was like. What's next? Yeah, like do I practice that, you know what I mean? But it was it was over, you know. But yeah. an amazing feeling. Um, great group of guys. Um, you know, not just the Super Bowl with the anxiety deal too, man. You know, guys, you know, rallying around me, helping me out. I, I remember the first time it happened actually. Um, it was a group of guys, Chris Marigos. This uh, was in twenty sixteen? Yeah. Back then, yeah. Zach Ertz, Carson Wentz. Came and prayed over me, man, before a game. And you know, I was I was new, man, so like 
you know, I didn't have to do that. You know, that, that yeah. went a long way with me. And, you know, certain guys close to me who can tell, like, or I get in, like, certain situations where they can see it on me, like, you know what I mean? They can read you a little bit yeah, and say, hey, yeah, yeah. And, hey uh, you all right? Do you want to chill out a little bit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, when they say that, like, like I realize, like, yeah, man, just chill, man. Like, well, I'd imagine you spend so much time with these guys. They become yeah. like family to you almost. Exactly, exactly. So, so then it just, you know, allows me to be like, yeah, man, you know, overthinking the situation, thinking the worst of the worst is going to happen. Like, just chill, man. Yeah. It'll be all right. Do you think, um, like, the they, they talk a lot about the brain injuries and the CTE. That's obviously a big thing with the NFL. Do you think that help, that hurts people with their mental health? Do you think that's... Has yeah, I would say it doesn't complaint? help. Right. Uh, Getting into car crashes, you know, several times a day. Yeah. Um, they say like 30% are going to have some type of, you know, cognitive disability, man. And, you know, people always focus on CTE, but, you know, yeah. there's all types of different ones. And then, you know, you kind of, for me, 30 years old, you're ready to go into year nine. Like, yeah, I know it's out there. Yeah, it's super scary. But you know what you signed up for, but too. Yeah, I'm 30, man. Like, walking away, uh, why? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it is very serious, man. I mean, what was that? A CNN study? Uh, 110 players with the CTE? Yeah. 109 had them? I mean, uh-huh. that's can't a get, lot. Can't get much higher than that. No. And you've got young players like Andrew Luck who see the kind of trauma they're putting themselves through and the, 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 the stuff that you put your body through is crazy on the on the field out there. The guys are playing with broken ribs, broken arms, broken brains. Ribs, seriously. See? You know, stuff that, you know, on average might keep you out 10 weeks. You know, for us, it's like four weeks and then, you know, back to action. Right. Yeah, it's very serious. Like I said, I'm, I'm sure it doesn't help. No. Um, well, how dare you be out? You're going to ruin my fantasy team. <laughs> Did people say that? <laughs> well, people, you know, fantasy is pretty, thank God I play Lyman. Right. But, you know, people are, uh, other than when, you know, we don't perform as a team. Yeah. If there's an individual player that's having a great game, like that's probably the number one thing you're gonna hear. Yeah, you know, you, you messed my fantasy team up this year. Right. It's just like, like, dude, yeah. just watch the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's it's crazy. Sit down, eat your snacks, watch the game. Yeah, like just relax, right? You know. But uh, yeah, what kind of message do you have for people that are out there that might be struggling with that? Uh, maybe they think they have anxiety. Maybe they think they have depression. Maybe they're having suicidal thoughts or anything like that. What would your message be to somebody like that that's listening from somebody in your position using your voice? First off, man, seek help. You know, don't don't be embarrassed to seek help. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, you know, the mental illness, man, it's, it's something millions of Americans go through. Um, I know it, you know, may seem sometimes like you're the only one. You know, you're in a, a lonely spot, but not only are you not the only one, but there are people in place trained to not just help you, but get answers to, you know, give you that ladder to get out that hole. Um, you know, I always tell people, you know, there are, right we were feeling now, man, there are much, much brighter days ahead. Yeah. Um, will the road be easy? You know, no, nothing, you know, really worth anything is, you know, some of these days where, you know, you're going to be on top, man, you know, be on top of everything, everything's going great. But then there may be days where, you know, you may have a setback. And that's a part of it as well. Um, as long as you're moving forward. And that's all you can ask for. Yeah. Um, like I said, for me, you know, I'm gonna be honest, man. I thought I had it under control after, you know, after that going into that 17 or after that 16 season. I was like, I figured it out. Like, I'm going to therapy. You know, uh, I don't need any medication. Like, everything's all good. But lo and behold, you know, 2019, uh, when you know, by normal standards, you know, I, I should be happy, you know, yeah. uh, just got a new contract, playing the best of my career, coming off an Achilles, like, you know, what's not to, well, 
you know, there's more to life than that, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just because you have everything, you know, doesn't mean that, you know, you won't have any problems. So, you know, first and foremost, just, just seek help, man. Um, you know, nobody's going to, you know, fault you for that. That's, that's one of the biggest things that, that helped me out is, you know, using my resources. And, you know, two, uh, you know, there are much uh, brighter days ahead. Yeah. Uh, for do you, sure. Do you do medication as well for anxiety as well when uh, you need to? Yeah. So I was going to say it depends. So if I feel, you know, the stakes are higher this week, then they will be the rest of the season. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm on, um, what is it? A uh, lorenzapam. Okay. The night before game. My biggest thing with the medication was, you know, I didn't want to feel like a zombie, but, you know, you got to have some type of trade off where it's like maybe if I take it early enough. By the time I wake up, you know, yeah. I, won't, I won't feel that way now. Well, uh, and I didn't mention this earlier, but one thing I do before every game is I throw up. Um, before every game? Every NFL game I've, I've thrown up. And will that ever stop? Probably not. But at least I can prevent it from, you know, going off the edge most of the, most of the time. After you do that, after you throw up, do you feel like is that yep. like it calms you down? You're like, all right, let's do this. Let's yeah. go. And thing. Uh, it, it's super weird. It happens at 5.30 every 5:30? time. 5.30? Yeah, a spot on every time. No need for an alarm clock, no nothing. It'll be 5.30. And it, and it won't have to be Sunday, any game day. Yeah. So, you know, Thursday, Sunday, Monday. Um, 5.30. 5.30 sharp. clockwork. 5.30 a.m. sharp. So, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah. you know, seeking the help allowed me to gain a better understanding to allow me to, you know, be more, I guess, I don't want to say empathetic because uh, that makes it kind of sound like a weakness, but more understanding to what this is because I never, you know, uh, was educated on it. I never knew much about it. Right. Um, yeah, I felt like probably how mo- you know some people feel or most people feel where it's like, oh, like just get a you know just get a hold of it, just get a handle on it, or you know, dude's out of his mind or something. But like, yeah. it's much more you know so much deeper than that. Yeah. Do you feel like you got the, the next four years? What you, would you sign a four-year contract now? Four more years? Four more years, and then with this extra year from this this last deal, so five more years. Oh, that's crazy, man. Well, congratulations on that. Congratulations on all your success, and thank you so much for being a voice and using your voice for good. That's kind of what I decided to do. Um, just, I guess, a little bit about me. I lost my uncle to a suicide in July of 2017, and after I realized that uh, he had an underlying mental illness, I realized that it's something that impacts so many people. And I was like, I do a morning show in Milwaukee. I could tell jokes all day and be funny and entertaining, but you can have a serious conversation, a real conversation with somebody about mental health. It really impacts a lot of people. I mean, one in four people are going to experience a mental illness in their lifetime. So uh, three and four won't, but there's that one person that's going to do it and they're going to hear you talking about it, know that they're not alone. So realize that what you're doing, I don't know if you do realize it, but it impacts a lot of people and you're changing a lot of lives just by using your voice. So thank you for doing that. Appreciate that. You know what? I think most people have more than four friends, so I mean, right? it's probably somebody they know. So it's, you got it's two a lot or three more friends. Yeah, so. yep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Brandon Brooks, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me on. I still can't believe that I got to talk to Brandon Brooks, arguably the most famous person I've had on my podcast. Thank you so much to Brandon for taking the time. He is as humble as he is nice, and he took his mom to her first ever Bucks game. And by the way, if you're a Milwaukee person, Brandon is still diehard Bucks and Brewers. Although maybe I should have asked him if he's still a Packers fan. Hopefully I can have beers with him next time he's in Milwaukee. Thanks to you for listening to Mental Health Monday. We put the men in mental health. It's a Rigs Off the Radio podcast. I'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon, your weekend, your night, your morning, your day, whatever it is you happen to be doing. Until next time, make good life decisions.